0: What was it again? Also, the fly, there's a fly in here. Yeah, I know. I around. said
1: you, you've trapped one of the flies in there. I know. That's what I meant. There's ten flies in here. Welcome back to Honestly Comical. I'm Cody. This is Melissa. And... We talked a bit about Alaska. We have way more Alaska stories. So, this week's honestly comical is going to be again how little fun we had living in Alaska. So, we moved out there for Melissa's job as we mentioned uh in the last episode and uh, did you have a story you wanted to tell about the uh, uh about your work?
0: Yeah. Um so one of the services that the company I work for provides is tours for people on cruise ships to go to the totem pole parks um, and just tell totem pole stories.
1: Which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a park full of totem poles. Uh, they're pretty neat, actually. I mean, if you've never seen the wood carving they do, it's it's pretty cool to just... Uh, I'd google pictures of it if we would tell you what town it was in
0: maybe we could pop a picture on the
1: yeah we could we'll we'll edit that into in post <laughs> we'll put the picture in
0: yeah um And one kind of difficult thing as a tour guide, like learning how to give these tours is to learn the totem pole stories because every trainer you have or every book you read is going to have a different version of the totem pole story. So you can kind of, to an extent just kind of pick your favorite and like go with that and tell tourists that story. But um, just one kind of funny thing um, where we lived was um, the, the natives that lived there got kind of, Annoyed with the tour guides because, as we mentioned in the last episode, most of the tour guides giving these tours don't actually live in Alaska. They're from uh, other places. Like I'm from California and I went up and I did this. So um, we just have to learn these stories and then just tell them for the summer and then we go home. Um, And so a lot of the natives were like getting annoyed and saying, You're telling our stories wrong. Like you need to do better research and stuff. And so the company that I worked for, that's there year round they reached out to this, like, council of, like, elders, essentially, and they said, please, like, we don't want to disrespect your culture. Like, please, like, provide us some sort of resources or something with the correct stories, and we'll make sure that our employees follow those stories and tell those stories. And the elders were like, oh, well, like, we don't have, like, a written record. These are passed down orally, so so we don't really know, like, the, the, the correct stories. And so then, like... company I work for is like okay so we'll just keep doing what we were doing then and then they're like yeah I guess okay (laughs) so then nothing changed but that's just kind of like an interesting fact that all of the like their totem poles are essentially their written storybooks. like these are the stories that they told their children and this is how they write them down is like these carvings but it was just kind of funny they got like mad at us but then We, like, asked for help, and they were like, yeah, no, just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Uh,
1: They're like, you guys are doing it all wrong. (laughs) And you're like, "Uh, well... Can you show me? Yeah, (laughs) and they're like... "Uh, Uh,
0: I don't know how to do
1: it. I think you're doing a pretty good job, actually. (laughs) I think what you were doing was uh, pretty all right. Uh, (laughs) I just can't... I don't know. I just can't imagine. But it's open to so much interpretation because, like, there are some, like, different symbols, like... If they put red on someone's face on a totem pole, that's like a, a symbol of shame. And if they put like, I mean, there's there's just a few key uh, markers that are used in all of their storytelling. But the rest of it really is just open to interpretation. But I just found it really funny that they tried to stop you from, like they're like, you guys are doing a terrible job at telling our stories. And we don't know what those are. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know.
0: To be fair, I have met tour guides that like completely made up stuff that like was never like, you know, told to them by anyone who knows anything. So, like, that does happen a fair bit. Like, people just completely go off script. But also, I mean, that's kind of the point of the totem poles is like you can look at it and interpret your own thing. So, yeah, they're still not wrong, even though they're making stuff up they're still kind of not wrong because it's just kind of how you want to interpret it um but
1: uh you had uh, just another work story from you I, I thought was pretty funny is uh speaking of lying to people on
0: <laughs> oh yeah i did that wait,
1: not about important things like people's culture, history yeah. culture and history like the totem pole stories but Yeah, for those, I mean, everybody that I knew tried to follow them as closely as they could, but... uh.
0: Um, Yeah, I used to lie a lot. So I was a tour guide. (laughs) Again, like, if you watched the last episode, um, you'll kind of hear the background on that, but um, I was a bus driver tour guide in Alaska, and you learn so many facts to tell tourists, and you learn what are the funny ones and what people like and stuff, but then also there's a lot of opportunities where you kind of think up something like, wouldn't it be cool if this were true? And so one thing that would happen a lot is where we lived is like a very rainy place. It's always raining. There's always these low clouds and fog. And it's also very green because of this. There's like these beautiful hills, lots of trees. So there's like a lot of times when you're driving people to their tour or whatever and it's just like this gorgeous scene in front of you of like these hills and like low fog and everything and people will be like oh man it looks like looks like jurassic park or something i'll be like oh yeah didn't you know they filmed that here and they'll be like are you kidding me that's so crazy um they did not in- film that instantly there. <laughs> they're just
1: pulling out their phone like instagram like i'm where jurassic park yeah. was filmed. nobody
0: googles anything a tour guide says by the way anything that came out of my mouth people just were like oh my god that's so cool another thing i would say is the the scenes in star wars with the ewoks was filmed there because it's also kind of like jungly but um, that's also not true, <laughs> or lost. That's another thing. I don't know. I would just tell people stuff was filmed there. It makes them feel like cooler stuff happened where they are. I don't know. Um, I, I was not, not a great tour guy. Well, I was good. Like I gave people a good time, but clearly I you know embellish some things and like as an older person now i probably would not do that but i was young and, <laughs> and it no, was that's
1: fun. funny it's i funny. was only
0: there for three months so i'm sorry if you were on my bus one of those three months and i lied to you but it is what it is
1: i actually just recently heard someone uh on another podcast talking about how they were in alaska and they were quoting a uh, a statistic. And uh, everybody was like, "That doesn't sound right i don't think that I don't think that's correct." And he's like, "Well, I heard it from a tour guide in this random town, so I'm gonna die on this hill. Like I don't think they and uh, they will lie to you. By
0: the way. Don't die on hills. That tour <laughs> guide told you something. Yeah.
1: If the tour guide made that hill, don't. The tour die guide
0: there. is trying to get your money. Like <laughs> all we care about is tips. Yeah. So you know, whatever makes yeah. you laugh is it's the just fact like, for It's the day. just
1: like the stripper flirting with you, man. That's that's all. It it's is. just like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, none of the. I mean, a lot of what they say about the town is true. Like, oh, second smallest Walmart in the world. (laughs) Yeah, but,
0: well, here's a lie about that. (laughs) So this is a lie that um, I only recently found out is a lie. Everybody thought that this was fact. And for years, people in this location have been saying this. And it's only because of a friend that we made in Alaska that... Um, ended up moving there permanently. He was a seasonal employee, just like I was, but he ended up moving there, I guess, just like we did, but he stayed. Um, But he got a job in the off-season at the Walmart, and he found out that this is not true. But what we would always tell people is, it's the second smallest Walmart in the world. That's true. Um, The first smallest Walmart is on a college campus somewhere. I forget where. Um, So it was very tiny, but the, the lie, I guess, is that um, when it first opened, everyone was so excited that um, it sold out of all products within two hours of opening. And then they had to close down for a week because um, the barge that brings in all the supplies to this tiny island only comes in once a week. And that part is true. We lived there for a year and a half. The barge comes once a week and it's a good day when the barge comes and it's, you get new stuff in barge the store. Barge day is
1: a nice day, yeah.
0: Um, And then also you'll hear some tour guides say that um once they finally got restocked they reopened for like a second grand opening a week later and then they sold out like within that day (laughs) as well um but this friend that we have that lived there and got a job at the walmart he met someone that he worked with that um has worked there for you know 50 years or whatever i don't know how long i don't know how long that walmart's been there but they were there when it opened and they said that that's not true um it didn't really happen like that i guess they sold out of like some stuff within a couple hours but they didn't like have to close down so
1: which is just the only plausible thing like yeah there's no way like that everything in this store was like to the part to the, to the point that walmart had to shut down is just you you hear that and you, like I don't even I don't even know who would believe that <laughs>
0: like. everyone if it comes out of a tour guide's mouth everyone believes it I guess that's but true. that's what's funny about like tour guides is it's kind of like a big game of telephone like all my best facts I learned from going on like ride-alongs with other trainers and just hearing them say it like all my material came from other people none of it came from like the books they gave me to read because those were very boring and they just had facts you know that nobody cares about like I I memorized some facts like average rainfall and average temperature and stuff because people ask that all the time but it's not like my go-to material that i would say
1: so it's essentially like just tour guide tall tales you should publish a book i mean tour guide tall tales uh because if everything you say is passed down from somebody else it's definitely a lie
0: yeah or at least embellish like the walmart thing like it probably started with the truth and then like over years it just got like you know kind of spiraled um but on the topic of lies i would tell tourists um i have a couple that, that they're not really lies they're just kind of jokes but um i was 21 when i was a tour guide and i was driving these large 40 foot motor coaches that i need a special license for and most people that are getting on these buses are not expecting like a young female to be driving them, and so I would get a lot of people. And
1: why not? It was 2019,
0: yeah, uh, 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 2017, 2017, but yeah. still. <laughs> um, well, I
1: mean, I understand in 2017, oh, yeah. lawless was wasteland, but
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I would get a lot of comments, and I just kind of came up with like quips to just kind of fire off, like whenever someone would say these things to me, so whenever they'd be like oh, like, are you old enough to drive this? I'd be like, well, I just turned 16 last week, so, like, I have my learner's permit. Is is that okay? Like, <laughs> And I would usually get a laugh. Um, And then when they'd be like, how long have you been doing this? Because, like, I looked young, I guess. And I'd be like, oh, today's my first day. Like,
1: <laughs> is that, That's one of my favorites. You, yeah. Today's my first day. You um, had one guy, though, that, that was...
0: Oh, this one yeah. guy,
1: <laughs> that he was, was
0: persistent. He did not believe me. <laughs> so this was actually when we moved there and I was transportation manager of the entire driving team. So at this point... I
1: didn't, I didn't remember it yeah, being like that. I
0: remember because that's how I got him to shut up finally. I was like, I'm actually everyone here's boss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so at this point, I was like 24 or something. Like the fir- when I was a driver guide... Um, the the first summer that i worked there i was 21 and so um when we lived there i was like 24 or something and i was transportation manager i didn't get to drive a lot the only time i actually got to go out and drive was like if someone gotten an accident and i needed to cover for their day like what they were scheduled for or something like that so i go to pick up this group um and I'm wearing a name tag that says transportation manager and my name and everything. Um, and I go to pick up this group. I'm like, I'm greeting people at the door as they come in. And this guy is like, Oh, where's our driver? I have a question. And the tour guides, this was like a zip lining group or like a, a bear walk tour or something like that. And the tour guide that they were with was there, like, saying goodbye to everyone. And I was there to... Basically, no one's unaccompanied. (laughs) When you go on a tour, it's like, we bring them to the tour and we hand them off to someone else and then they hand them off to the next driver, that kind of thing. So she's saying goodbye, I'm saying hello, and then they're all getting on the bus. Yeah, it's
1: just a bunch of, like, geriatrics being, like, (laughs) led from one, like, like, point of entertainment to another Mm -hmm. as they paid thousands of dollars to be here. And you just hold their hand until they go watch the lumberjacks or whatever but pretty uh, much
0: but um so he's like oh where's our driver like i have a question and i was like i'm your driver today like how can i help you and he goes oh haha no really where's the driver and then i was like no haha really <laughs> i'm the driver and he that went back and forth like 5 times like th- this was like the weirdest thing like cuz i mean that's happened to me countless times, people being like, you're our driver? You know, like, people are surprised. But once I'm like, yes, I am, they usually accept that as a fact. But um, this guy did not believe it. And then he went to the other tour guide, and he goes, no, really, where's our driver? And he, like, completely ignored me. And and she's like, she's your driver, sir. <laughs> like, and then I pointed to my name tag, and I was like, I'm actually transportation manager of all the drivers in this town. Like, I've been, I've had my license for five years.
1: If you do find another driver, I'm their boss. Yeah. <laughs> like, if if you find another one anywhere near here.
0: And then he looked really shocked, and I said, are you scared? And then he was like, no, 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 it's not like that. I, I swear, like, he was, like, worried I, he offended me, which he kind of did, but, like, I was joking around. Oh,
1: absolutely. No, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. Like,
0: but I literally told him, like, oh, like, are you scared? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. And I was like, all right, like, get on the bus, you know. He's I don't know Bat- what his Batman question was. Are you scared?
1: Are you scared? <laughs> um,
0: anyway, he gets on the bus and then I drive him safely to his ship. And then when he gets off, he had <laughs> he had like um, so. It is fairly common to tip your driver, but it's also kind of common not to. Like if you don't have a lot of money, you're gonna save your tip money for the tour guide for the tour you went on like the bear walk or the zip lines or whatever like those guides usually get tipped like 20 bucks or so the driver might get tipped you know two to five dollars so um you know i'm accepting some tips here and there but not everybody tips and that's okay um but this guy comes out of the bus and he is like digging around his pockets and he pulls up like a couple quarters and he's (laughs) like I'm so sorry like this is all I have like you did a really good job like thank you and then I was like oh that's okay you don't have to tip me like but but I did okay like we're all here safe right everyone's good <laughs> and he was like he felt so bad Make him
1: feel bad. <laughs> he yeah. felt so bad. It's so weird.
0: He wanted to give me his like pennies and quarters. I was like keep it sir. It it's
1: sounds fun. like he genuinely like didn't believe
0: Yeah, he didn't. Like,
1: like he he wasn't fucking with you or anything. He just didn't believe that you were the person driving the bus which is which makes it even more funny and makes makes it even funnier that you kept fucking with them like yeah afterwards but that's yeah. the best
0: part of like being a tour guide is you just kind of have free reign to like fuck with anybody like you can just joke with <laughs> joke with anyone my favorite thing was um there were a couple tours that were super common for like older people so you know uh like a Groups of older folks aren't going to want to go ziplining or bungee jumping. We didn't have bungee jumping there, but, um, you know, stuff like that. They're going to want to do, like, the kind of more just informational things, like the totem pole parks or, like, um, the Lumberjack Show, which is like a sitting down, like you just watch a show situation. And we all know what
1: happens at the totem pole parks. Like, yeah, just... people
0: lie. <laughs> um, no, but so whenever I got a group for a tour like that, that's like mostly older folks, I would walk up and I'd be like, are you guys ready to go bungee jumping? Or like, are you guys ready to go skydiving? And the reactions were so funny. Like half the bus is laughing because I know I'm joking and half the bus is like, well, what? Am I on the wrong bus? Because that's one thing about tourists. They're always concerned they're in the wrong spot. Because I mean, it is—it gets confusing, of course, when you're in a new place. But
1: yeah, it really is fun. Like uh, being someone who lived there, just watching people meander and look like they're like they just they like they just looked so confused at every point that they were at. They could be not even on a tour anymore, like not. But they're just like I don't know, like not even. It's not even like oh, I'm in a different town, sort of. But they're just they just look confused. They look like like they're on a different
0: planet sometimes. Sometimes I'd be, like, driving a bus of people back to the dock where their ships are. And um, the dock doesn't really look like a street, even though there is bus and vehicle traffic. Um, The speed limit on the docks is literally three miles per hour. because yeah
1: there's a sign with a three three on it
0: (laughs) oh and you'll get in so much trouble if you even go four miles an hour like you have to go so slow you have to go slower than walking speed because there's so (laughs) many pedestrians and none of them know where they're going and this would happen to me all the time also the motor coaches we drove the engines were in the back of the bus so when you're coming up at three miles an hour and the engine is 40 feet behind the driver's seat and you're following these people that are walking totally oblivious they have no idea there's a giant bus behind them they're just walking Uh,
1: yeah amongst the clamor of tourists like uh, people are talking loud and
0: they for sure cannot hear me coming and i would always have people in my bus going oh can you believe those people they're they're so oblivious they don't even know like there's big buses behind them and i'd always be like don't worry the speed limit here is three miles per hour so regardless of if they're there i'm going the speed anyway (laughs) like or i'll get in big trouble so but that was kind of funny i loved and when they're like
1: where's our driver <laughs> <Like. Yeah.
0: laughs> but i loved when people would like get mad at pedestrians on my behalf oh i just thought of something actually really funny about these buses um the way that the doors open is like this handle and you to close the door you pull it down and then you have to push it kind of hard into a locked position to lock the door and i was notorious for forgetting to lock it because It is kind of difficult to push it in and out of the lock position and so if i'm chilling somewhere but um i might be getting in and out to like go to the bathroom get a drink whatever like a drink of water i mean you know (laughs) but um like i would just leave it unlocked so it's easier to open but there were a lot of times where i would forget to lock it and then I'd be driving and I'd be taking a turn and gravity would just swing the door open <laughs> and I cannot reach it, um, from where I'm driving and I'm in the middle of a turn. And so I would just start coasting and I'd use my foot to shove the, the <laughs> handle down and lock the door shut. Um, so that's kind of a funny thing that's I used to do sometimes, terrible.
1: uh,
0: <laughs> not with passengers on board. Like that's never happened with passengers on board. Cause usually When I walk in and I have passengers, I lock it and then I turn around to, like, give a speech, a safety speech before I go. But anyway, but that happened to me when I was, like, driving by myself a few times. Um, Another story I have, I have a lot of them from um, this job because it was very fun and interesting. But um, one time I had a bus that, for whatever reason, the ignition key wasn't starting the engine. So I had to call the shop and the mechanics drove out and they took a look and all engines, at least for this type of motor coach, um, had a way, like just a, a, a switch you could you could flip in the back on the, on the engine. You could open up the engine bay and flip a switch and it would turn on the engine. Um, so it would turn on fine like that, it just wouldn't turn with the key up in the driver's seat. And the mechanics told me, if you really want, we could bring you another bus. will start but you could also just start it from the back every day and the thing about this job is um they try to let each driver drive the same bus every day so this is like my bus you know like i like this bus i drive it every day um i didn't want to switch buses because i'm used to this one i like this one so um so i was like oh i don't have a problem starting it from the back that's fine Um, But it was kind of funny Every time I had guests that day I would give them my little safety speech And then I'd be like And by the way The ignition switch is broken So I have to go back to the engine bay And start the engine back there So don't be alarmed when it starts And I'm not inside (laughs) And I would go out And I would just flip a switch really quick And then I'd come back in And I had this one guy uh, that day Where when I came back He was like You could start that all by yourself And I was like yeah, it's it's not a big deal. Like you just have to make sure your hands are clear of like all the belts that are moving and stuff. But I mean, it's not a big deal. And um, he was like, really? So and you got it on the first try. And I was like, well, yeah, it's just a, a switch that I turn on. <laughs> and then he was like, Oh, I thought it was like, like a lawnmower, like pole. <laughs> He thought I was like pull starting the engine, <laughs> and he thought I got it on the first try, like to start this big bus. And so that was that was pretty funny.
1: I know you've had like five stories. I know in a I row, had way too many stories. But uh, you had one time. I remember you telling me about uh, whenever you f- your first summer there, you dropped off some, uh, or you were going to drop off some guests and. You didn't know where they're... You you just... You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. So we had this lumberjack show. um, And from dock one or two, it's deemed walking distance. So we actually don't provide a ride to the lumberjack show from docks one or two. Three and four are further away. So we provide a little shuttle. But the lumberjack show is... Situated in an area that's hard to get to by car or by bus. I mean, a car could fit, but like a lot of this town is not built for buses. So the closest we can get is this other building. And so we do this shuttle and we take them just from their dock to this building and then we like direct them where to go. But um, I started the season late and I didn't get quite as much training as everybody else. And this was my first shuttle and I knew where to drop them off. And I thought that the building that we dropped them off was the show. I didn't know where the show was. So my first group of people, I take them and I like let them out. And then they're all asking me, where do we go? Where do we go? And I'm like, oh, I, it's right here. <laughs> like I dropped you right here. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I don't know. Let me see if I can find someone. Because as, as I said, you usually hand someone off to another guide you don't just let them loose and so i'm looking around and there's nobody there and i got really confused and then i basically made these people late to their show by like 20 minutes because i couldn't find the place (laughs) and then finally i like called on the radio and it's embarrassing because the radio goes to all the buses so everyone heard but i was like (laughs) finally i was like where uh, like I'm at the the place that I'm supposed to be at and there's nobody here. And then they were like, I think someone ended up calling me like one of the managers called me on the cell phone and they were like, Oh, like they directed me. They told me the directions on how to get there and everything. But yeah, that was confusing. So that was, that was a big mess up. I made like where 50 is people.
1: lumberjack show? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <coughs> so yeah, it's, that's not a like, fun sorry, time. Sorry folks. They were already doing the log roll by the time they got there. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So I also had some interesting work times in Alaska. Um, when we moved out there, uh, she had just finished her degree. And um, we sort of just uprooted from... I, I had a job I liked back home. And I I sort of just like got whatever I could. Wound up working at... There were only... Three grocery stores uh in this town when we moved there and then one of them was crushed by a big rock so uh, just
0: alaska things yeah
1: just alaska things just a rock fell down about the size of the grocery store fell down the hillside and uh crushed it so i worked at the other two grocery stores in this town um
0: just a real quick fun fact about the grocery store that was crushed by a rock um the same family owned it for a hundred years before this yeah. crushed by a rock closed down i think they're still closed i don't know if they ever reopened re- no
1: they had no plans to that's re- not really <laughs> the
0: fun fact that's not that fun but
1: it's a terrible fact
0: but um the fun fact it's is a really
1: tragic fact yeah actually. it's really sad
0: the fun fact is um one time i used to know the year that this happened because like tour guide you know i don't remember the year anymore but one time a bear cub a black bear got into the store and you know tiny little cub and was just like running across all the produce and like eating things <laughs> and um everyone's kind of like freaking out they didn't know what to do and finally like some guy just like picked it up by the scruff of the neck and like tossed it outside <laughs> but there's got scruffed. Um, yeah as of 2019 there was a video on YouTube of this bear in there. Like someone took a video. Um, yeah. I haven't checked recently if it's still up, but I assume it's I not
1: it think I than a I bit of I heard you tell a story She's and I'm like I know I know what that
0: looks like you talk about how the bear um, Eight thousands of dollars worth of produce and then you say which is about like one apple and two bananas <laughs> Because the cost of living is high. I mean in reality It's it's not really that much higher than somewhere like California, but but people get a kick out of that joke
1: <clears throat> So yeah, I worked at uh, Two of the three two of the three grocery stores in this town uh, that weren't crushed by a rock and uh, And the third one that was crushed by a rock uh, offered me a job at one point. So I I was popular with the grocery stores at least and because of that I knew pretty much everyone in town. It's a town with less than uh, 8,000 people in it. So I knew everybody there and I I had a lot of I worked at one point I was working the the midnight shift at Safeway um in town and uh and you see a lot of interesting stuff there. Uh one day I had a I had a regular that I talked to a lot. Um uh, he came in one day and he I remember exactly what he was buying because it was just it was it was just uh I don't know. I don't know why, but I guess because of the rest of the story is why I remember <laughs> it. But he 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 was buying like a banana and i think a water and um and he set it down on the on the classic belt.
0: combo yeah
1: and it like slid over and he pulled out his wallet and he like slapped down like a wet 50 on the on the, t- on the table and uh and that's
0: not a phrase it was actually wet <laughs> <laughs> no
1: no it was it was sopping wet and i'm like what are we doing here? Like, why, why, like why is this wet? And he, he's like, oh, sorry, my, my ship ran aground uh, a minute ago. So so his ship, when he says his ship ran aground, he means he was on a ship that just sunk, essentially. They hit a rock, the rest of it sunk, and he had to swim to shore. And he essentially just swam straight to Safeway <laughs> to get a banana so, I'm like, you didn't go home. You didn't, like, his clothes are still wet. His hair is still wet. This dude just... <laughs>
0: hit, He's hit. like, I need a banana. <laughs> oh.
1: My ship sunk. I should probably get some uh, potassium in me now.
0: All that swimming. Had him yeah. cramping up.
1: <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah. He he lays down a wet 50. And, <laughs> <laughs> And... Uh, and tells me his ship ran aground and i uh, this part's not funny i feel like i don't even know how to end this story
0: i don't oh the yeah yeah tell that part
1: which part that he lost his ear yeah. <laughs> there was a, an
0: explosion <laughs>
1: no it wasn't an explosion oh, just like water. so what happened no just just the cold water the cold oh, alaskan wow. water uh After he wrecked just the cold Alaskan water. uh,
0: Wow, that's actually crazy.
1: He lost hearing in his right ear because of this. So that's just a typical day in Alaska. That's just another one of those things that it's just hard to even explain to somebody that someone could be out there, you know, trolling for fish one moment and then the next moment they're in Safeway buying a banana with wet $50 <laughs> bills and, and then they can never hear again. So It's just, that's the Alaskan experience as we, uh, as we knew it. It's the least. deadliest
0: catch. Yeah. <laughs> really?
1: I mean, no. Yeah. A lot of the boats from the deadliest catch would like.
0: Are there.
1: Are there. And uh, would like come through town often and, uh, the guys would just come into the store. I've met a few people that were on that show actually. Oh, um, Really? That's yeah. cool. Um,
0: Anyone people would know if they watched the show?
1: <laughs> no one that I know. So
0: <laughs> well, you don't watch the
1: show, right? I don't watch the show, <laughs> yeah. But I, I've, I've had people come in and they're like, you know the deadliest catch? And yeah, I, uh, yeah I my on. ship ran aground over there and uh, <laughs> I need a banana. <laughs> so that's exactly the kind of thing that, that we dealt with just on a regular basis. And it, it was just...
0: That is really interesting. It
1: honestly comical. <laughs> the, the the situations that people put themselves in just to make money mm-hmm. and live in Alaska and then you what were you just saying I don't
0: remember I don't know but I also wanted to say um, one of the deadliest catch boats was turned into just a tour boat and something I know from the inside of like the tour guide scene is um part of the tour they they bring up like crab pots that are full of crabs and they're like oh yeah like we keep these down here we catch crabs we harvest these crabs every day blah blah, blah. those crabs are planted there <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want like you don't want to put an actual trap down and pull it up in front of a bunch of people and maybe that day wasn't good for crabs and, and it's empty. So they have these planted things where those crabs are stuck there for their entire lives. They just get pulled up every single day and put back in.
1: That's actually horrible. Yeah. It's like bonsai kittens. That's pretty terrible. I don't like that.
0: Um, one thing that might not really be that funny, but it's something that we quote all the time to this day. Um, we were on that tour boat when i learned about this crab thing they were actually doing a tour for uh the company i work for so it's all tour guides so they were like telling us their trade secrets kind of that's how we all like like learned that fact but um we were on this boat uh doing the tour and they bring up all the crabs and they like put all the crabs into this basket essentially and one of the mechanics's son was there and he was maybe like seven, I don't know, I can't judge ages, but he was young (laughs) and he was super excited about it. There's all these crabs crawling around and the crabs are crawling on each other trying to get out of the basket and whenever a crab would like look like it it was actually gonna get out he would start yelling crab alert crab alert crab (laughs) like trying to get the attention of the the tour guides and the tour guides have microphones on they're giving like a speech you know an actual tour they're busy doing things and he's just yelling crab alert and it was like really cute and really funny and so to this day we say crab alert sometimes when it seems relevant
1: yeah just about anything but uh I, this probably won't make the cut, but I, just a funny thing. There's like a it's it's like an idiom or or, or a uh, uh, about crabs pulling each other down. It's like the crab effect. Uh, oh. so th- none of them will probably ever escape because other crabs other. will will pull the, the crab down that is trying to escape because they see it as the highest point to. To, to reach. To reach. So they're like, ah, I need, to, I need to get up there. And so they just... They essentially just kill each other because...
0: That makes a lot of sense because, like, when that kid was screaming Craveler, I was also concerned about the crabs because one would look like it's going to get out and he'd be shouting about it, but then it wouldn't. None of them ever like, get none out. none of them ever got out.
1: At the other grocery store I worked at, though, uh, side Safeway, um... Uh... There... W- <laughs> it was it was it was an interesting cast of characters uh lots of really friendly people i one time needed a ride home and uh and this might not necessarily be an alaska thing in fact i know that it's not but it's something that you hear that it it happened in alaska and you're like yeah that makes sense (laughs) that that, i understand that but um because we were sharing one car that uh, we bought to move out there that was all wheel drive like we talked about and um and uh so i i was getting a ride home with a coworker and i get into his car and he's like he pulls out his phone and he opens netflix and he's like i uh every day I, when i'm driving home i watch the office i hope you don't mind and he just he yeah he he props up his phone in the, like the little cubby hole of of his car, <laughs> like like where the where you'd keep like loose change and stuff, and props up his phone right there, and puts on like just a random episode of The Office, and uh, he's like, I I don't need to watch it. Don't worry, I'm not gonna be watching it. But I, I've seen them all so many times. I I just like to listen to it on my way home. So A... Why is he propping it up? I don't understand that at all. Yeah, if you
0: don't need to watch <laughs> yeah. it.
1: But I, but then I I thought about it later. And I'm like maybe it was just for me. Like maybe <laughs> he thought I wanted to watch The Office on my drive home.
0: That's consider. But it. like but
1: like while he was driving, he was like,
0: uh,
1: "What's Dwight up to?" Like like the whole time.
0: That's so funny that like he couldn't just chat with you like he needed to watch The Office. No,
1: yeah, no. I watched The Office on my drive home.
0: <laughs> like He can't drive unless here... he's watching <laughs> The Office.
1: You being here is of no consequence. <laughs> I watched The Office Changes on Changes nothing. <laughs> I watched The Office on my drive home. Ah, you're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> is essentially what he said to me. And uh that was just seeing it cuz he I feel like at that point I would just have him download it or something, but no. He booted up Netflix, it buffered a few <laughs> times on the way home. Like 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 <laughs> I just can't even imagine what's going through someone's head because if even if I had this weird like
0: ritual, uh, ritual
1: <laughs> of watching the Office on the way home. Yeah, uh, then and uh and then I was giving someone else a ride, I'd be like yeah, today I can't watch The Office. Put the yeah. ritual away <laughs> like, today. Shucks, <laughs> like today is is a no Office day. But I I kind of res- till he
0: drops you off.
1: Yeah, I kind of respect it though, because like, yeah, this is what I do. You're you're here. You're along for the ride. I'm doing you a favor, yeah. or what?
0: Like, you asked for a ride from me and Dwight.
1: <laughs> yeah, me me and Jim are gonna get you home safe. <laughs> like I I just I can't imagine. What's going through a person's head whenever they boot up Netflix with a passenger in their car?
0: That's so to,
1: weird. Yeah, it was an interesting time. And again, I I can only imagine that from uh, an Alaskan. I don't I don't know why. That's just they're up to no good up there. I, there's only <laughs> one
0: road. He doesn't need to turn. He doesn't yeah. need to merge. There's
1: only one road. Uh,
0: Who can blame him, really?
1: So yeah, again, uh, we we're sharing a car. So, sometimes I would have to, like... There's a really good transit system out there, actually. So, sometimes I'd have to catch the bus. Only one
0: road. Super it's simple bus routes. Yeah. <laughs> it,
1: it's very uh, streamlined. I don't know why they don't just have a trolley or something. Because <laughs> it's they only ever have to go one direction yeah. and then back. But, um, because we're sharing a car, like... I would sometimes go to, I worked a midnight shift, so sometimes i go to work at like 4 p.m., and she would be just getting off work or, uh, you, you know, however it worked out. And sometimes I would wind up taking the bus. I remember one morning I was, this is just, this isn't even, this isn't about, this is just something that happened while we were living in Alaska. It's not about like,
0: it's not alaska necessarily alaska. in particular
1: but this is just an unfortunate situation that we encountered Oh,
0: it was in, unfortunate.
1: in in the times that that we were living in alaska so i was getting ready for work and i was already like running late and i had of all things i like to drink a lot of milk i i don't know i, I don't know about you like a lot of people
0: he's think, a milk it, man. think it's gross <laughs> yeah
1: a lot of people think it's gross um Found out recently that it's, uh, like, a, a lot of people in Ireland drink a lot of milk. And all my family's from there. So maybe it's maybe it's a, a heritage thing. I don't know. <laughs> Can't explain it to you. Drink about a gallon a day. Not, but, uh, <laughs> not really. But it's...
0: No, but you uh, reliably have a glass a day, which so, yeah, is more than most. Sometimes
1: close. But I, I was having my morning milk. <laughs> and... Um, and I had set it on the nightstand by my bed, and it somehow, unfortunately, I I don't, I don't know if my lanyard caught it or like I, I, but somehow, unfortunately, it wound up toppling over to the floor. I was running late. I had to catch the bus, otherwise, I'd be like an hour late. So yeah, the bus was like the only option at this time. So. I spilled milk on and the floor. I was floor.
0: gone, presumably, already at work.
1: Yeah, you were gone at work. Spilled milk on the floor. And, um... It was a hot day. <laughs> and so... I went to work. And... I uh, just thought to myself, I'm going to have to clean this up when I get home. That's fine. Whatever. You don't want to cry over spilled milk. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to cry over... It. But, uh... So I went to work, and I, I guess I just didn't text you about it. I don't think I told I no you at all. And so there was just milk soaking into the carpet on this hot day in Alaska. Um, all day. All I day worked long.
0: like ten-hour days. Yeah. So in the maybe summer. you got
1: home at like six o'clock, and I—I uh, I was at work for also probably around ten hours, and I came home. <laughs> And I completely forgot about it. And I went to bed. And after this hot milk carpet mess.
0: And it was like on your side. So I don't even think I saw it or really knew anything about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I don't. I guess I didn't see I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah, Either I just way. Know, or maybe
0: I knew about it. We both forgot about it. Whatever. Yeah. Somehow sometimes, it so, remained. Sometimes
1: I would fall asleep on the couch too because I didn't want to bother oh, yeah. you.
0: We both would sometimes. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I didn't want to bother you. And well... You would you would have to come pick me up at like weird hours too. Yeah,
0: I don't remember yeah. the situation, but, but either way,
1: the milk <laughs> sat there overnight, and uh,
0: nevertheless, it persisted.
1: <laughs> nevertheless, it persisted, and then the next day, it was rank. I mean, absolutely like the nastiest rotten milk smell you've ever smelled. Like we woke up to it. We're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I can't believe...
0: I've made a huge <laughs> yeah, mistake. Yeah, I can't
1: believe this has happened. <laughs> there is now... At this point, it's okay. We can cry about it. I've spilled milk, <laughs> and there's a problem. And uh, it was... It was so foul, and, like, just... So, initially... I can
0: still smell it if I think about it. And <laughs> initially,
1: like, we... And again, this story gets much worse. I, oh. I don't want you to think this is just a story about oh, I, sp- I spilled milk on the carpet; it smelled bad. It was it was a problem for around a month.
0: That's well, from whenever this happened to when we moved out. It was, it's still a problem. <laughs> Whoever lives there, I'm sorry.
1: It's haunted by by the. Whatever whatever spirit of milk I, I unleashed. So again, yeah, I, I don't want you to think this was like a, a couple of days situation with the milk or like, oh, they got smelly floor for a day. This situation persisted for months, <laughs> like probably long after we left. The ghost of this milk haunted the apartment that we left it in. So I, there were so many. Like, so initially it was still like wet. And I tried, like, like I tried to clean it up. I got a towel, pressed it down. Uh, we sprayed cleaner on it and and scrubbed it. We we took a vacuum and like tried to vacuum it up.
0: Oh, that was a mistake! Ruined our vacuum.
1: <laughs> well, that's not what ruined oh, the vacuum. Hang we on. ruined Hang it on. more. But I, I just mean. So uh, the the thing that ruined the vacuum is we were like googling how to get. Like rotten milk smell out of a carpet because we wound up in this unfortunate circumstance because of weird hours and and me just being an idiot and uh and they they said they said to take baking soda and just spread it on on the uh the mess and let it sit long enough to like counteract it and or like like soak up the odor and then vacuum it up, and they also said to try apple cider vinegar to neutralize the smell and so i like rubbed baking soda all over this area and then um like 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 let it dry for a minute a little while you know like an hour or so went back in there and then like tried to vacuum that up and uh then took a towel and like tried to like wipe it up some more and i mean the it was you almost couldn't be in this room it smelled so bad and then i went in there with with vinegar and like poured it over the area and there the baking soda was still there i don't know if you've ever built a, a volcano in like as a child for a science experiment but those are the ingredients <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need the milk actually <laughs> and uh so i i just poured <laughs> vinegar over baking soda and rotten milk and it just starts like just foaming up this nasty just milk vomit smell and uh then i wipe that up and vacuum it up some more that's what ruined the vacuum (laughs) (laughs) the science experiment ruined. i
0: think the the root of the issue for all of this is just like the carpet like
1: well hang on I, i know what you're gonna say but I want to continue because this pattern continued. <laughs> this pattern continued. We
0: and repeated <laughs>
1: for probably you know like a couple of weeks even. Like because I'm just trying to get the smell out with anything I can. I, I'll spray it with cleaner. I'll cover it in baking soda. <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll vacuum all that up and then I'll. Uh, drench it in vinegar and like let it foam out (laughs) because at this point I'm like maybe there's maybe there's some idea to this foaming thing maybe it's like lifting nothing lifted there was no removing this stench from the carpet and uh I think what you were gonna say was that I
0: was gonna say I think that the main issue I think number one both of us were a bit impatient with 'Cause it smelled so bad. I think if we had like waited with the baking soda for like a day or so before putting vinegar on it, maybe that would have helped. But like we put the baking soda, it still just smelled so awful. We're like, just throw vinegar on it. <laughs> like <laughs> but the carpet shape, I think it was like a little bit shag. And so it's like even when you try to clean it up, there's still like baking soda within, you know, that you can't get out. And that's why we were vacuuming. But even then we couldn't get it all out. And so then like when we added the vinegar, it just made like a paste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really it truly was a paste, yeah. And it, it, it was it, a mess. It, everything that didn't like foam up and like try it. Yeah, to like explore, once the
0: foam went down, it was yeah. just like a, a nasty paste. Yeah, it
1: was so disgusting for so long. And um we just didn't know what to do about it. And I think I thought what you were gonna mention was that the area never truly dried because I think that <laughs> I think that was the main issue.
0: Perpetually wet. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was just that it never actually dried. It was, like it was either wet with nasty baking soda and and vinegar slurry and rotten milk, which, or it was drying from the day before. And I'd come back in and rewet it and like try to dry it with towels and try I to I feel like
0: at every turn, we did the worst possible thing. <laughs> yeah, there like, was,
1: there we was were a...
0: trying our best, like Googling and trying to do, but but like looking back, I'm like, I think everything we did just made it worse. Like, yeah. we could have just left just the milk.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have been better. <laughs> it would have been a 100% better. To leave milk in the carpet and let it work its course, yeah. Then, what, whatever mistakes we made in cleaning up this mess, I've,
0: I think we were frantic because we left it already and we thought, oh, God, like, I don't know. I think we were panicking and we just did everything wrong, you know. I think the only thing we didn't like throw on there was more milk. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't try that.
1: Yeah, yeah. fresh milk might have <laughs> might have alleviated the situation. Everything else we tried um but yeah, it was just it was an absolute mess. And uh yeah. So thank you for listening to this <laughs> this this uh, part two part to two. the Alaska saga. There's more coming. I hope you enjoyed this one. We um, do have
0: a plethora of stories. We have way more stories, so I feel like we could make we really could make endless amount of Alaska episodes. So
1: unfortunately, there yeah. there will either way. If you're enjoying it, if you're not, well, there's going to be more Alaska talked about yeah. because we just. For the nearly two years we lived there we had just had nothing but unfortunate <laughs> events like this one. So there's more Alaska coming. It was um,
0: an honestly comical year and a half yeah
1: so there. if you guys have any questions you want to ask us um,
0: yes or recommendations shoot,
1: yeah or, or yeah or recommendations for the podcast uh, shoot a, shoot us a message on on Twitter uh, leave, a, leave a comment on the YouTube video. Uh, please like and subscribe if you like the video um
0: also instagram messages um
1: yeah we'll have all the socials linked down all that below stuff. so all that um,
0: stuff
1: yeah instagram any anywhere so um yeah thank you so much for watching and uh this has been honestly comical with melissa and cody all right have a good night